don't let the word I don't know how stop you from what you're doing in anything technical. Mm -hmm. You can find someone that can help you out and Mm -hmm. do it. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a fire truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? I'm Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. If you'd like to support episodes like this being made, I would be freaking thrilled. And you can do that at patreon.com slash half hour intern, where you can make a donation per episode of the show that comes out. If you want, you can cap it per month. So you just give like a dollar a month or something like that. But any amount helps out so, so, so much and, um, and really makes it that this show can keep on being made. So on to today's episode. In it, I interview Jose and Britt of the Finding Arizona podcast about having a podcast. So we did an episode with the podcaster about a year ago. I was also interviewed on my own show by my wife for the 100th episode. Um, But I would say that this is the most common like email that I get, the most common thing that people ask me in person when they see me is all these questions about having a podcast and starting a podcast because it is a a doable thing for people. Like everyone can start a podcast if they wanted to. Um, So people want to know how that goes down and the technical aspects of it. And then some of the less technical things like just interviewing tips and things like that. So anyways, we cover all of that in today's episode, probably more so than I did in some of the other interviews. So um, anything that we don't cover on the technical side, because in the beginning, we we say that we're going to probably come back to some more of the technical things. And then I don't think that we ever really circle back to it correctly and discuss exactly what types of mics we use and when we use them and exactly every single piece of equipment. Still, I will go ahead and put up links to all of the different pieces of equipment that we use on the post for this on the Half Hour Intern site. So if you truly want to know um, some of the technical things and get shopping for different microphones and stuff, I will put links on the Half Hour Intern site. And then we cover a lot of the less technical stuff like just... Uh, how do you make your guest feel uh, comfortable when you're doing an interview? And what are some of the most important things to think about when you're doing an interview? And what are some things to think about um, sound-wise to just kind of make it sound good and this and that? So um, all kinds of interesting stuff will be covered. Uh, as I said, Jose and Britt have the Finding Arizona podcast. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's such a great idea for a podcast. And if you want to start a podcast, but for whatever reason you don't know what type of podcast you want to start... Wherever you live, you should do a podcast like they do. It's such a good idea. Um, Jose is from Arizona, and obviously Jose and Britt both live in Arizona currently, and they both just love Arizona, and Jose is very dedicated to the state of Arizona. So on Finding Arizona, they just feature local business owners in Arizona. They talk all about the business. Um, they hit. It's a very like free-flowing, open conversation, so they hit all kinds of things about the business owner and things like that. But just a great way to kind of help out your local area and feature different people who are from where you are from. So if you love where you live, you can take a page out of Jose and Britt's book and start up a podcast about your local area. Um, Anyways, we will talk all about their wonderful podcast in today's episode. Without further ado, here is Podcaster. Jose, Britt, welcome to Mikasa. Thank you so much for coming over to do the interview. I got to say... This is probably the coolest room I've ever been in. Wow. This is exactly what I want in my in my office. That's what our goal is to have like 
movie posters and just like a really cool vibe and that's what i get in here so man thank you very Muchas much gracias. i appreciate that Mucho gusto. so Bienvenido. showing uh, off that spanish 101 <laughs> <laughs> i love it we also have uh, asta my wife here who is typically not here asta say hi oh hey guys so asta's usually not here but uh you guys do your podcast as a couple so brit you handle all of the photography and the thing that i really love about your podcast is that you also uh kind of like chime in from time to time mm-hmm. it's like it, it sounds like jose is kind of like the the host of the show more or less but i feel like every time that brit interjects with something it's always like really needed and poignant and and like mm-hmm. uh it's it's so nice having the second person there so i was like damn for our interview i should get austin on this and we can have like couple mm-hmm. on couple action absolutely that couple sounds wrong action. not couple on couple action but you know what i'm not trying like to say that. yeah we're we're professionals <laughs> yeah yeah um but anyway so uh, the thing I guess I want to start out with is I have a lot of people write me emails and ask about how to start their own podcast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, like most things in life, there's probably a lot of those people that have written me and then have gone on to like not do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, we all have like a lot of big ideas and stuff like that. So I would love to know when you went from idea of podcast to like actually making it happen and what that transition was like. Wow. It's been a while since I like, I always say this on the podcast, we we started off just wanting to give a voice to the people who have smaller businesses. And, and it started off being just for friends, because those were the people who really, I knew and could actually come to them and, and feel confident enough to be like, I have this thing. Will you come on the show and, and be a part of it? And so that was a lot of how we began our podcast. And so when you decided to actually launch and get going with your idea, did, I guess, where did you start from equipment wise equipment and all of that? Like, did you, was it one of these things like, okay, I'll try SoundCloud for free. I'll just put mm-hmm. my cell phone in the middle of the table and hit record and like do it real <laughs> cheap and see if I'm even having fun. Or was it like, no, let me go get some dope shit and we're yeah, going to start yeah, doing this. Yeah. So when I started to, you know, really see that there was an opportunity here. I said to myself, how would I want to approach someone in a semi-professional manner and, and feel like they're getting something out of it? It's it's important. It's something that they can really use. So I felt like that was a call for like microphones. And I just went on Amazon and picked out a, a setup that I like and I used um, the Scarlet with my laptop at first, the, um, the Scarlet system. You have one. So, yeah. So, yeah. Jose is looking at that right now as he says <laughs> that for all of you listening. So, it, Scarlet is made by Focusrite. I'll mm-hmm. put links to all the different equipment that we end up talking about throughout the episode um, on the website. But, yeah, it's a great little thing that basically you hook your microphones into and then the mm-hmm. microphones from there hook into your computer. Yeah. Um, it allows you to have multiple mics as a setup. It allows you to use XLR mics, which is kind of like the gold standard for microphones basically yeah. um, and that's what i use i use i use the mic that was given in the kind of group package for it and and that was for me that helped me just really kind of start following into understanding sound and audio and really getting curious about the software and how to edit and how to do all that and a lot of this kind of just it tumbles into a bigger thing so once you start a podcast you want to make sure that you're getting better and better each time and you learn those little processes to help you um, make your audio better, make your questions better, whatever it may be, because that is something that 
is always you it kind of is necessary the editing process and kind of listening back to yourself requires you to get better because you're listening to yourself and editing and critiquing yourself Mm -hmm. simultaneously while putting out product yeah and so you kind of always have to listen to yourself to get better and better and better and better and better yeah totally man i have a few questions about that and some things to say to that but at first just a little sidetrack to what you were just saying about having to listen to yourself i i so yeah i do two episodes every week so i'm like constantly having to listen to myself and i send notes to my sound guy frank so i listen yeah. back to the interviews and i say okay cut this piece here cut this piece here do whatever and uh so i'm like i'm pretty used to hearing myself at this point but every now and then I have an episode that I love. Like, I just, I love it so much. And like, the, the topic is so interesting to me. Yeah. And usually they always end up being incredibly long for that reason. Um, and uh, like, I had this experimental particle physicist episode. So that ended up being like a three hour long talk. And, and, I'll, and, whenever i have an episode like that like i have to unfortunately for us to have us to listen to it because mm-hmm. i feel like i'm like too close to it yeah. you know it's like self-editing uh, is hard sometimes yeah, because you, <laughs> you you enjoy the the topic so much totally. and i think most people would think self-editing is hard because you're hard on yourself so it's oh, like oh yeah. i sound so bad i sound so bad and i don't know if i'm just like a huge narcissist or what the deal is but more <laughs> often than not it's it i shouldn't say more often than not for me the bigger problem is the other way around which mm-hmm. is like i don't want to cut any of this mm-hmm. because because it's all to me it's not a matter of like good or bad it's a matter of interesting yeah and it's poignant so and yeah. you feel like it's poignant and yes. so you want to keep it together and if an and episode's interesting how are you supposed to, like if something's really interesting to you <laughs> how are you supposed to be like okay that piece needs to come out I and think, i find that when i do give it to asta like asta you're able to be like okay seriously that 10 minutes right there like you don't even need to have that at all and i'm no. like okay like, i good take to an know. hour of like talking out <laughs> yeah basically i think i mean that's kind of the great thing about having a partner in this <clears throat> in this business and in this kind of op- like in this moment like right now i would you know i want brit to kind of for you how how do you feel about like some of the topics that we talk about and you know when you chime in where's your motivation coming from because like when we chime in together or when I chime to you, you have such a poignant way of like looking at things. So, do you usually just listen to the co- like the topic and just kind of like chime in when you think it's necessary? Um, I think that we have such a relationship that we can kind of read and recognize each other and the the conversation and the tone of the room, mm-hmm. um, and and our body language. Mm-hmm. And I I notice like sometimes that you'll have like a run-on sentence or you're trying to capture an idea that's not there and maybe I can find it for you. Or like maybe you'll notice how I get really involved in something and you'll be like, oh my gosh, she has a question she needs to ask right now. Or the complete opposite where it's like she's taking pictures of Caitlyn Jenner over there. We must be lost on something really random of our conversation topic. Mm. We need to like get back on track or something because I can kind of bring that listening audience and be like, where is somebody going to be at in this conversation? For example, yesterday the individuals we recorded with, it was just like all involved. Like I was just asking you off air, like, did you write your questions ahead of time? Because mm-hmm. the the conversation was just so in depth. So it's not so much in the editing side because you leave all of your raw material in there, which is one of the things that I love about the podcast. That's why I fell in love with it at first that I listened, binge listened to, I think like his first like five or six episodes of all he had out before we were, actually dating or before I was his photographer. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, 
this, I love his conversation. Like it was almost like I was having a conversation with you with mm. this business owner. Mm. And I knew there wasn't anything edited out. Like that's who you are. And now, you know, two years later, I'm just like, it's the same, it's the same Jose that you hear in the podcast <laughs> for, you know, an hour. That's the same conversation you're going to get off air as well. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That, that was amazing. But wait, so you started listening to his show before you met him? I didn't know. So when we first met, I, you know, kind of explained to her, I do this thing for a hobby. It's called a podcast. You know what podcasts are? And she kind of like rolled her eyes at me. She's like, I know what a podcast is. I was like, okay, well, here's my podcast. Listen to it. Like, you know, I, I really love your opinion on it. And it was a one part for me to kind of like, mm-hmm, Hey, mm-hmm. I do this cool thing. You should. You yeah. should, uh... How cool do I sound? How cool do I sound? You know, I'm just like I'm a just local Arizona celebrity. It's, I, it's no big deal. It's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, I just wanted to I really... I, I really all. wanted to impress her because she, she... She just seemed so put together that I mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't. And I felt like this was one of the only one things that I had together. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to show that and kind of express that to her. Like, it was important to me. Mm-hmm. You should, you know, take a listen. So she did, and... She listened to all of it and she gave me some feedback and critique and it was nice. It was it was wonderful to explain to someone, you know, here's my thing. Here's the thing that I'm really proud about. Mm-hmm. And so she understood and she just wanted to help and be a part of it. And she has been. Wow. Very helpful. It's what so cool. Yeah, Britt, hearing you talk about that and, and, you know, I've obviously listened to your show and I've been around you guys enough now and everything. Uh, first of all, I feel like you guys have at, like... Jose, you and I have such similar personalities, and Brett, you and Austin have such similar <laughs> yes, personalities. Virgos, and yes. it, yeah, yeah, Virgos. I and it makes me think that I like. I wish so bad that I could always have Austin here on my side for the show because I'm expensive. The- <laughs> <laughs> Time is money. You think so? Sometimes I, you know, I have to. She, she's a very good photographer, and as we've gotten better and better. I just worry that she's just going to start charging me just like at the end of because people are wanting her to take photos like that's she's a really good photographer. I feel like. Yeah, it makes me it makes me think about um, like the dynamic that you guys have and, and the, the setup that you guys have with your show it makes me think so much about uh, like talk show, like late night talk show guys who <laughs> back in the day um, like Conan when and I'm blanking on the guy that he had. Um, but it's like so many, so many guys, uh, would have like, yeah, yeah. Andy Richter would have like their second guy who's there. And it's so, it's so nice for two reasons. One is like, it takes away a little bit of the nerve, I imagine from Mm -hmm. the main host, which is very funny because like, if you're Conan O'Brien, you you know, the show still has your name, you know, the camera's on you at all times, but just knowing that there is someone else there that like, should anything go wrong, they can kind of interject or like something. And and, like, Britt, you said like exactly that, like, oh, if I notice (laughs) you like running on or this or that, like, then I can like kind of swoop in. And the other thing is and this is where you and Oster is so similar where you're like the perfect person to have this job is you guys are such unbelievably good listeners you guys are such like intense listeners you're so in the moment with what is happening in the conversation mm-hmm. and yes. in addition to the fact that uh Jose's and my personalities are probably <laughs> slightly different from that and we may be like a little bit more ADD than that or something <laughs> we <what>? also <laughs> are the <laughs> We also are the host. So when you're the host, it's like you are trying to listen to what the person's saying. You're trying to think, okay, I need to have something ready to ask next. If let's say they stop talking right now, 
Like, what would I say if they stop right now? And you're kind of constantly updating that question in your head in case like, okay, what if they stop now? What if they stop now? You don't know when the hell they're going to stop talking, but you have to be ready for it. And so you're trying to think of a question while you're also trying to be totally with them and you're checking your freaking sound levels and like all these things are happening at once. So it's like at any given time maybe like 50% of your faculties are are strictly on the other person in the conversation you're having, which is sad. And it's like, I wish it was more than that. And yeah. sometimes maybe it goes a little more than that. But you can never just be like 100% just like fully, fully, fully in it. Uh-huh. And I feel like you, you can just like look in your eyes and know that like, whoa, like she's with me right now. Like mm-hmm. she's like listening to what's happening. I feel like I'm one perspective and adding in that secondary or the other side of the coin mm-hmm. is just interesting and it's it's needed in the in the topic and she's hyper focused all the time in the conversation so she she can say the question that i'm supposed to be asking but i missed because we were just mm-hmm. yes. going with the flow right because every now and then you'll listen back to your to the point of editing and like listening back every now and then you listen back to your episode you're like oh man i should like, ask i totally should ask yeah. this right there you know but there's like two you know like there's a lot of things happening or like you said you're in it or whatever it is um so let's talk about getting people on the show so that's another big thing so first thing that you need when you <laughs> oh. want to start a podcast is you need equipment we'll, we'll probably maybe come back to that a little bit later yeah but uh let's talk about the actual interview and getting people on the show and everything mm-hmm. so how is it that you are finding people for your podcast social media that's a lot of the times that we try and do um, a lot of research through social media. We um, we started out with a kind of scope of people that we wanted to jump to first. Like we wanted um, really kind of upstarts that are just like, you know, in the hundreds of accounts like for social media, like followers wise, just because we felt it was a a, a good like the Goldilocks in the it's just not too hot not too cold it's right in the warm center Uh, yeah very organic and it would allow us to kind of one introduce ourselves to the kind of network that is along there but two give us an opportunity to really understand the concept of small grassroots businesses Mm -hmm. because it was again it's like that goldilocks they're just starting up they want to get bigger and we we kept helping those individuals. Yeah, yeah. So you guys do another cool thing that I do not. So I would love you to tell us all about how these go down and what the preparation is like. And if you have them planned out ahead of time, which is the live shows that you well, like, quote unquote, <laughs> live shows um, at the Phoenix Flea Market. So do you guys research what businesses are going to be at the flea market ahead of time and try to figure out like, okay, here's who I'm going to go up and try to talk to. Or you just show up at the flea market. You're like, you, I'm coming over there. This is my microphone. And like, what are you using to record just in a live situation yeah. like that? And how, how does this all go down? I'm going to let Brittany take this one because she knows how I am. <laughs> I don't even know how we started doing the live events, but we would just crash all of the flea markets and local bazaars and, um, trade shows kind of essentially and start to see the similar crowds, our friends, we would call it like our little reunions. Um, and we would just take it on site and just kind of turn it into natural conversations. And Jose brings his equipment. He has a zoom on there. We, you know, get the batteries in there. He's got his, his, uh, headset off to the side yeah. and we just go to the booths and 
for our friends or the people we've recorded with previously, obviously it's a great way to just recap with them. We ask to steal them for 30 or 45 seconds because they're usually, you know, so busy. Those bazaars are so crazy busy. Um, but then the new individuals that we meet up with, it's just us pitching our, our conversation mm-hmm. again. Hey, we just want to have a quick conversation with you, 45 seconds on what you do. And I would say 75% of the ones that we just like introduce our business to, they actually turn out to be a full live one hour episode with us in the end, which is really cool to like kind of take the pressure off of what is this? What are you guys wanting me to do? Because we kind of do it a little bit when we first meet them for 45 seconds or a minute. Mm, for sure. And then they're just like, That's okay, that was idea. fun. I want to do that again. And we're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's a good segue into like, do you want to come in for a full hour? And it's, I, I think we started it just as an opportunity to go and it was just an idea. It was like, oh, maybe we can record live. And I had this, it's also when I bought the the Zoom H4N and it's a very good mobile mic. Yeah. It picks out wonderful sounds when, when it's just by itself on the microphones that are attached to it. Um, so I felt like it was a wonderful opportunity to test it and see what we can get out of it. And it just kind of worked out in the end. And we, we've been doing it for, for a while now just because it's just been a lot of fun to catch up with everyone mm-hmm. that we've done previously it's a good 30 seconds for everyone to be like hey this is what i've been doing since the last time we talked that's and, super cool i love that and it just kind of keeps us the community going mm-hmm. because we have those people who have been on and then those people who have been on everyone that's new sees us recording with them because they're already friends with us and they want to be a part of that so they're like oh pick me pick, like and i you know the flip side of it is I feel bad because we can't like we're if we did everyone, we would be there all day long and it's really hot and it's really like it's hard for me to say, you know, I have to walk past some people and like say no in my mind. I say no, but I, it's all it's just so that we can a have just enough content to put out an episode, but b still Uh, save some room for people to like keep going like have new people to keep going back to and like new people to check out because sometimes we'll walk past someone and they'll hear the episode and they'll be like oh i want to be on the next time and so that kind of gives us that opportunity for next time that's so badass i did not even consider any of that at all yeah like what percentage of your guests would you say end up coming from that now um almost I say one out of three have heard the live event episode or like Mm -hmm. they'll hear something about another episode. It's fun. We definitely all of them, all the now episodes are people who have listened to it before because the 50th episode was really a high mark, Mm -hmm. like a real pivotal point for us because 50 episodes, not everyone gets to. And so they, the average podcast is like six to eight episodes or something. And so like, just to get past that point or get to 50 people start to understand that you're doing it like you're going to stick around and, and do more. So I think that's for us was a real pivotal point of like, Oh man, they have 50 episodes. Look at all these people that they've done. Well, and we should say this for people listening right now that do want to check out your show. Your show is now weekly, which so yeah. like we because you were saying earlier, like, oh, a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it didn't used to be. It weekly. didn't used to be for the first, I want to say half a year, like for six months we were doing once a month. Maybe, maybe once every other month, something like that. 
but it was just because it was a hobby. It was something that like, I just thought I'd try out and test out and do here and there. And then it got more involved, more people wanted to be on it. And then it actually required me to start to really plan out a lot of it. So let's talk about that because this podcast takes an incredible amount of my time and I quit my job to do this podcast. So although it doesn't uh, pay me a salary, I still put full-time work into the podcast right now and have for the past like close to two years now. Um, where? So, all right. Your podcast is still just a hobby. It's funny because you you said, <laughs> okay, I would do once a month, sometimes even only once every two months because, you know, it was just a hobby. Yeah. The thing is, it still is just a hobby. You still have a full-time job, and yet you decided to ramp up to doing episodes every week. The yeah. thing that I imagine has got to be very, very difficult is, so there are very few podcasts that actually stick to that regimented of a schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely every week we're coming out with a podcast. There are very few that do it that well um, and truly stick to it when it's not paying the money because it's very easy when something is not paying you to when you know just like life happens and you have a full-time job and like all these other things start coming up and you're behind on schedule and you're just like god i hate this podcast like it's like this thing that i love now becomes this burden because i have a freaking full-time job that i'm trying to work and all these other things like does this ever happen to you where you start to almost like resent your podcast because you have a freaking full-time job that you work um, one part, yes, there is moments where I have difficulties with keeping up and keeping the schedule in line and, and just really kind of keeping my balance of work life and my podcast life in balance because it is hard sometimes to say no to friends that I can't go to the specific event because I'm doing a podcast recording or I have to say no to family to be like, I'm recording, I can't help you. It's it's hard to do that, but at the same time, they I would hope that a lot of people understand that this is something real. Like I've in my new job, I actually in my interview explained to them I do this podcast. It's really it's not a full time job, but it is important to me enough to. I hope you would understand that this is something that I won't give up and won't mm. like. I don't want it to be a burden on the workforce business because it has something to do separately from what I do on a day to day. And they're like, yeah, I just didn't want them to go in and not notice what I do on the side if they stumble upon it. But I, I introduced that into my interview and they understand they asked me, actually my boss has asked me a couple of times, like who are you recording with? What's been going on? And they're, they're very open and honest about what, you know, they, they actually enjoy that. I do something on the side that's so creative but yeah, it it can get some, there are definitely times where I get stressed out. And if you listen to from January of this year, I actually got Bell's palsy, which, or with last year. Yeah. I got Bell's palsy uh, and that paralyzed my left side of my face and you can hear it in my vocal pattern. And even in the photos, you can see I'm not smiling completely. This side of my face was numb and wow. I couldn't feel it. Well, that comes from stress, <laughs> my doctor says. That's so crazy. Wow. But I, you know, it. I think that says a lot about how much I have a passion and and drive for this. Is because yes, I. It is hard, but I still I love it enough to work past that. And mm. her, like, I think it comes down to people around me who appreciate enough to understand that it's important to me. When it comes to Brittany, she understands that 
she helps me a lot with like the newsletter, mm-hmm. a lot of the planning and the other kind of day-to-day stuff. But even going further, my family understands that recording is important. Her parents listen to, Brittany's parents listen to every episode and her mother's so passionate. She's like my second number one fan because my mother is my number one fan. <laughs> yeah, um, same here. So for her, when we go and visit them, they'll, they understand that like Saturday morning is when I do a lot of edits and last minute things and so, like, in the Saturday morning, they understand that, you know, I'll have breakfast with them, but I go right into afterwards, go right into editing and, and doing stuff on the podcast. And they're, like, so nice about letting me do that, and they understand how much it's important to me. So I think it comes down to the people around you and you associate that they understand what it means to you. So, you know, it it's hard, but at the same time, like anything else in life, if you're passionate enough and you have the drive – I think it just doesn't matter. It's just something that comes with the territory. Yeah, for sure. What sort of positive benefits do you feel like you've gotten from doing the podcast? (laughs) Um, I think one of the greatest things that I can say is that it, it allows for me to really approach people. It allows me to get my extrovert. Like you said, we're very much extroverts. It gets that it really lets me stretch that muscle out a lot because I can get my questions like, who, what, where, what? Like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. I want back. But I think it also really, it it shows who I am really. Really, I think it is something that I'm so passionate about and so enthralled in. There's moments where she, she'll tell me, Brittany will tell me, it's like, you were in it. You, she takes these wonderful photos and she can see the joy that I have for it. And she'll tell me, and she's like, you look so great. Like you were so happy in the moment and she'll break it down for me. But the great thing, I think it gives us an opportunity to work together a lot of the times and really sink our teeth into something creative Mm -hmm. as a couple. Agreed. Do you like, what do you, what are some of the positives that you got? I was definitely going to say that it just brings us together, Mm -hmm. builds a business creates a community with our friends as you guys family. hold each other closer Aww. that's so oh, cute man. you guys moment. we're being so cute in the office right now <laughs> snuggling uh and then also just being a impulsive person in general like i'm always looking for the next candle scent to buy or the next athletic company to try out or the next you know pre- meal prep you know donuts to try i'm just like yes i'll i'll, I'll try that out so just like finding local businesses to like mm. support and like be a part of and like helping develop their brand because I'm a conscious consumer as well. That's one of my other favorite things about it is like, oh my God, I can't wait to go order this and try out their product and actually use it and believe it. So that was the cutest answer ever. I'm so happy that both of you guys, uh, part of your answer was about working together. So for everyone listening, a lot of people that that work on a podcast, it's like a solo thing, you yeah. know? Um where do you think your podcast would be if you had to work alone? Um, do you think you would even still have a podcast if you had to work alone? It's funny that you asked this question because for those people who are really fans of our podcast, we both have separate podcasts. And I want to say that this is a wonderful question for Brittany to to kind of answer too, because she has a podcast called Your Everyday Lessons from the Public, Yelp Podcast. So Brittany, mm-hmm. do you want to? Absolutely. I think that working alone is a lot different when it comes to like the motivational factor and like the drive factor. Cause if you have that oh, other person, like just pushing you, I just want to, I just want to <laughs> cut it. I don't help her with, 
the Yelp podcast. No. Okay. She does it all herself. Okay. So she's so good at being a solo podcaster. But at the same time, it's not so... What's the word I'm looking for? Scheduled or regular yet? Because I don't have that other person like pushing me momentum. Like, of course, you're supporting me for everything that I do. But when it comes to finding Arizona, I both feel like we're at that point right now where it's like, who's next? What are we working on? Like, how can we challenge each other to go a little bit further? Where it's like anything you do by yourself, like unless you're Tony Robbins, like Mm. self-motivated, like... It, it takes Love a little bit guy. of extra effort to motivate yourself to do something like that. So I think having a business partner in anything, a partner, an accountability buddy, is going to help you accomplish that goal a lot faster. But I think also just having that outlet for me to do something a little quiet, like I do it when he's at work, like he comes home mm. and he like opens the office door and he sees me working and I get all shy and I'm like, no, don't listen yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's good to have like that, that solo time, that creative mm. time to do other things. I know he also does like graphic design work off to the side where he gets in his little zone and mm-hmm. I can't really help him out or push him out and, and, and develop that business too. So I think it's important to have side projects, absolutely, but Building this business together has been so much fun. I I think that 2017 for Finding Arizona is really going to be a pivotal moment for building the brand, like officially, because I get so nervous when I say that. Um, because I think like 2016, Britt was like taking photos and then kind of allowed to talk. Now 2017, like she's, she's all... Maybe she'll get her own microphone. Yeah, she will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's bring it back to questions about the podcast. Again, stuff that could maybe help out people, yeah. like all these countless people that write me about like, what do oh, I, what if I start my own podcast and everything? Yeah. So what in your mind makes for a good guest coming on your show? And perhaps more importantly, what has ended up making for a bad guest on your show? <laughs> this is Jose's favorite question. I and it is a very difficult question too because you know when you have a podcast and you're very um open and honest about certain things that you you also kind of have to be professional in a sense too because they are talking about their business and they're talking about something that it's important to them. So that's kind of the difficulty of not preparing questions. I have to also keep my mind in the moment of professionalism, but at the same time, bantering in a positive, open manner. Um, so it's a very much an acrobatic thing between me and them. Um, I think what makes for a good guest is someone who is who's who's ready and knowing that we are just going to have an open, honest conversation. They. You know, a lot of the times a cool person who has listened to our episodes before really helps out a lot because they know who I am and they can kind of get the, what the pod, where the podcast is going. <laughs> Do you want to answer the, the, what makes for a bad guess? Nope. Shake your head. Nope. Don't want to, don't want to have favorite don't. story. I would not uh, no, it, from you. <laughs> the mic's on you, Jose. I, you know, it's it's the only time we've had what I would feel like a, a, a really difficult podcast because it felt like some of the questions or the way that we brought it, they were thinking it was going to be completely different. When mm-hmm. you when you have a podcast, you have to also, I think a good thing to have a guest who understands what a podcast is, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and understanding that we're in a new generation of social media, um, intimate moments trying to get those um, more realistic, being yeah, being open and honest. And the person that we interviewed 
I guess just didn't see that or understand that. It was very, if you listen to it and when I listened to it, it was hard because um, I think that he was in a difficult part of his life and he was just kind of tired of his business, what he was doing and just was ready to be done. And we caught him probably at a bad time because it sounded like he was about to retire and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it was just a, a moment where I felt like, Maybe if we approached it a different way apart from scheduling and because we went through a different method that I Mm. normally go to, I didn't talk to him directly. Mm -hmm. So it kind of felt like it was one part my fault, one part he didn't understand what was going on. So it was just I think communication in a whole was bad to begin with. And it just kind of fell apart in the in the dialogue. I felt like it was a a lot of short answers, not Mm -hmm. really getting into the details. It felt like he just didn't want to be there. So it was hard for me to kind of say, okay, I'm going to put this out. That was at a time where we weren't scheduling. And it was hard for me to say no to people because I needed the content. But I also felt like it was an opportunity to show, I guess, in the moment, like who we really are in those points. I hope that when people listen to it, they can understand that it was just like, again, we're a raw unedited thing. Maybe that's how they felt in the moment, but I would hope that everyone would go about understanding that these are people and their business is something important to them, that they would do their own research and experience it for themselves because we are just capturing one moment in time. So it's it's hard to say it's like it's a bad thing, but it's also I just I think it's a growing right. experience. So, Jose, you have a really awesome job. Like you said, you're a landscape architect. It's one of those things that is like... As you already had a landscape architect on your podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Landscape desi- I've had a landscape oh, designer, designer and yeah. I've had an architect. I have not had a landscape architect. Uh, Maybe another one sometime. Yeah. Um, but uh, you have a very cool job that is kind of a cross between a uh, trade and a skill and it's artsy and it's creative mm-hmm. and it's all these things. So if your podcast became really successful one day, would you quit your job? The great thing about it, I think, is I think that with what I have going on in my life, I'm at a critical point where I can go and get my own license and actually start a business on my own. So if if it came down to it, I think I'm... I'm very much a point of goal setting right now to get my license because that is also in my mind is I have this profession, this skill, this thing that I went to school for, that a craft that I, I find joy in and love in. And yes, the, the it allows for an opportunity to work by myself and have my own job. I think if it came down to it, I love podcasting too. So if, if podcasting became very successful – I would step away from landscape, but I would never go away because it can't go away. It's always going to be a part of me. It's a skill that I think it can be, you know, either you you dive into it and become enthralled with it, or you can put it away and have it as something for a later day or a later time. But right now I'm kind of glad that I'm in the moment. I'm young. I'm, I'm very um, hungry to do a lot of things. So having these two things are both I think important in my life. So you, I know from talking to you before, have a very like regimented schedule and everything for the podcast, which is awesome and so great. And it made me envious and made me think like, God, I should get much more regimented with my schedule. You, you really 
uh, front load your month with your interviews, mm-hmm. and then you leave the last couple of weeks in a month for uh, like travel and free time or other artistic things with the podcast or whatever it is. So it's like this is the point of the month that I do this with the podcast. This is the point of the month that I do this with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Versus me, who it's like the whole month I just do everything with it. Yeah. Um, if if you were to try to average things out, or let's maybe take the beginning half of the month when you are doing interviews, how much time per week does the podcast take you? Per week. I, I Every day, at least, I try and do one to two hours, um, either emailing or doing something social media-wise or something for the newsletter or editing. So I try and do, I think overall... I mean, we're doing 60 hours of stuff for the podcast. It's a part of our lifestyle, though. Yeah, we... we, It's like, we'll be at dinner having a conversation, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, what about this? So it's not like we're not talking about business right now. It's not the time. It's like, it's our lifestyle. It's Mm -hmm. it's who we are. We can... we can be wash, brushing our teeth together and be like, oh, what about the one thing that you saw on the yeah. Instagrams? And, <laughs> and we can have that kind of because we, we we enjoy it. We enjoy sharing what we find and what we explore today. So it's like she said, it's a lifestyle. It's integrated into our you know routine. Asta, so we're about to get to the very end of the interview where I ask for advice. Uh, do you have anything that you want to ask before we get there? Yeah, I wanted to ask if you guys had any pre-show rituals. Oh, I like to bang my head against the wall <laughs> to chug a couple of beers and do like the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Amen, brother. Just, like just clack them together and just shove them down. It's like, no, I... Oh, wait, we do. Yes, we I knew it. Are you allergic to cats? Here's some allergy medicine. <laughs> yeah. Let's Love get started. It. That's super great. That's our ritual. Yeah, that's. I mean, we also try to do... I. I like to say that we do the the fake the fake out where I'll turn on the the audio and start recording prior like just while we're having just so that it's like I don't I don't want them to feel uncomfortable but I just like to make sure that they they know that like hey this is how it's going to be so I can at least be like hey we're already start like you mm-hmm. know if we're we're having a co- normal conversation and they're like are we starting like yeah yeah like it's see, it's a, it's 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 fun. It's yeah. like not a, yeah. it's not a rigid thing. And they're just like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still get nervous before your interviews? Yes, it's it's funny. I it's you would think that I'm totally comfortable, but I have my moments where I'm just like, man, why am I so nervous today? Like, why am I like? Mm-hmm. It, one part is because I'm excited to hear about this person, or I'm excited to have them on the show because. You know, I'm a, either I'm a f- real big fan or I'm just excited about them as an individual and their product. I, you know, it it can I can fan out sometimes too a lot. You we can have hear, a code word, Donnie. Donnie, it, we stole it from another podcast. It's from Doug Loves Movies. Yeah, it's our, one of our favorite podcasts to like listen to together in the morning. Is they have this kind of like uh, safe word where if, if you go off track, it's Donnie, and so she'll like either mouth it to me or she'll actually say it and you can i tried not to edit it around around it but she'll like you can hear like donnie, <laughs> <laughs> donnie if you're no. just like fanboying out way yeah. too hard yeah gotta pull it you gotta pull back the reins yeah. a little bit and so it's funny like so much of the time before i do an interview the other person you know when we're talking beforehand the other person will be like oh my gosh like i'm nervous is that yeah. bad is that weird oh my gosh it feels so I'm, I'm like me too man yeah, like yeah. <laughs> believe me i feel you i've done like almost 200 of these and i'm still nervous right now you yeah, know it's, I think, it's just that uh, initial yeah you just that initial like 
like anything else, if you jump into the pool, you don't know whether it's going to be cold, hot, whatever. That's it's, a really yeah. great your, analogy. Your mind, your mind just like always like, <gasps> like it has that shock. Like, but once you get into it and you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. it gets better. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask, I know off air last time you guys were over, we talked about um, you creating a media kit. If you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit more about that and, and what you guys are doing with that. And if, you know, other people that want to make a podcast, what they could do with a media kit. We put together and I think I styled it more as a as an opportunity for people to come and be sponsors on the show. We're using that more as an opportunity to to gain sponsorships and allow for um you know, commercials, but in a sense that we, we are very much looking for, um, Arizona based businesses because at my heart, I want to say all the time that we are a Arizona podcast by Arizona for Arizona, you know, that sort of thing where we're supported by the local community. I was listening to a podcast and they said, we're getting ready to launch some advertisers. We're growing before we get started. We need your guys' feedback. Go on our website and we want to know what are some things that you're looking for. So it kind of helps them. Oh, I love that. Like instead of just putting out, you know, a mattress, it's like, let's actually see what are our listeners? What's our demographic? What are they looking for? So I was really excited to hear that like this podcast is going to be a little bit more reasonable with their advertisings versus like let me just fast forward 15 15 15 15 until i get to the next part of my podcast yeah for yeah sure. that's that's kind of like how i want to do it is mm-hmm. i don't want them to have to like fast forward i want them to actually i look at it as not really an advertise it's more like a community corkboard like you know that sort of thing of you know you go to the coffee shop to look for the cool little you know local business that will give you the discounted price or you know is looking totally. like to get some you know, you're a local person that wants to provide for a local business. And that's what we wanted to do. We yeah. wanted to build a community like that. And I think it may start disingenuous. Like, I don't want anyone to think that we're just trying to get advertisement for advertisement. No, it's really, we want to be a podcast that is supported and supports mm-hmm. local business. All right, guys, <laughs> let's uh, finish this thing up with a couple pieces of advice. If, uh, you can do either one first, whichever one you want. Um, but basically, give us like kind of your number one piece of advice, technically speaking, when it yeah. comes to starting a podcast. So just like technical only. Yeah. And then give us a, a good piece of advice that you've learned over the past couple of years yourself mm-hmm. in terms of like mentally, philosophically, spiritually, whatever it is like in your core of starting a podcast, like advice that you would give someone else looking to start one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let Brittany go first because... Oh, you need she, some time to think? Yeah, I need some time. <laughs> I need some really time to compress all that information down. <laughs> Try and one-up my answer? No, I, I think I need to really think about my answer as far as the philosophy one, too. Okay, I'll, I'll let you marinate for a second. Okay. So technical-wise, find an expert of what you want to do and stock them or use technology to our advantage Anything you want to learn, you can go on YouTube or you can go on Google and you can find out how to do it. So don't let the word I don't know how stop you from what you're doing in anything technical. Mm -hmm. You can 
find someone that can help you out and mm-hmm. do it. So when it comes to, you know, our podcast, when it came to the editing side of things, even for I was using it for my podcast, we got with somebody whose editing is just so clean. And like you were mentioning earlier, like your best friend does that. Like that's phenomenal. Like go to somebody who's an expert at it, have them teach you, have them help you, like utilize your skill sets around you. So he taught us how to use and abuse the Audacity program and really make sure that our sound quality was up to par. So we never had the excuse of, I don't know how to do that. We asked, we researched, we looked up on YouTube, you get on the Reddit boards, like whatever you need to do, like the answer is out there. Mm-hmm. Don't use ignorance as an excuse for stupidity. Um, and then just mentality wise, I'll just leave it with my favorite quote that is just my life favorite quote because um, it applies in this business and in everything that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So it's all about the genuineness that you bring to what you do and just kind of looking behind the curtain. Are you the same person? Are you the real person? Or are you just getting something out of it? So I think that's what, when we're approaching things in this business and in life in general, we're just, we're ourselves. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that we want to be. And if people don't like it, that's okay. But it's because we want to get to know somebody because of what they're doing and why they're doing it, not just black and white. So be genuine. Yeah. I like that. That's, I think I'm going to start with the philosophy first and kind of work my way backwards because the technical part, there's so many technical things that I think everyone should probably hear. Like I said, by the way, we're going to be putting links to a lot of the technical stuff on the website, like equipment, this, that. So check it out afterwards. Um, the philosophy part I would say is if you're thinking about starting to do something, no matter like a lot of people kind of talk themselves out of it. And I really talked myself out of starting the podcast in the beginning. Cause I had the idea for at least I marinated on it for at least three months. And I would say always, if you're gonna, if you think that you can do it and you really want you're like that gut feeling like, Oh man, I'm going to do this, do it no matter how hard you think, or like she said, if you don't know, like you think you don't know anything about it, you can always find it. But at the end of the day, if you don't start it, you're giving an opportunity for someone else to take it from you. And people don't understand like time to really like, you'll get better with time. Everything starts out. You look at the beginning of anyone's thing, whatever they started first, you can see the flaws you can see the differences from what you accomplish and molded into what it is today. Yeah, definitely. Amen. Guys, thank you for this. Thank you for coming here. Jose, thank Brett, you. Pasta, thank you. I, I, I want to say that thank you, Blake, for having us on. I really appreciate it. You're, you're the man. D- dude, you're thank the you man. Guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, guys. guys. Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, Just search for the show on iTunes, click on it, click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link 
link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview a particular field that you would like to hear about or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show thanks so much for listening you guys